Well, we're in the most wonderful and maybe stressful time of the year. Christmas is just around the corner. We've got New Year's parties, all kinds of activities planned for families and friends. If you have extended family or adult kids, it can be difficult to navigate these special days. After all, can't we just do things the way we've always done them? The answer, of course, is no. Change is inevitable, but it's rarely easy. And today I'm here to help. Welcome to the Heidi St. John podcast. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Well, welcome to the show today. I'm glad that you guys are here. Melissa and I were just talking about this a little while ago, and one of the most common questions that we get here at the podcast every single year at Christmas time, and actually throughout the year too, is how to navigate life with adult children. What do you do when your kids move out of the house? What do you do when your kids get married? What do you do when your kids say, oh, hey, mom, I'm not coming home for Christmas this year or whatever it is? It can be really difficult to navigate sort of the do's and don'ts of healthy relationships with our adult children. But that's exactly what we want to do. We want to have relationships with our kids that will last for the rest of our lives. And you guys do not want to blow it up over a Christmas party or over a Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, We want to be in relationship with our kids our entire lives. I saw a video, I think I told you guys this on Instagram several weeks ago, uh, which might be one of my favorite piece of advice that I've ever seen a mom give to her daughter was the daughter was just lamenting like, you know, aren't so many moms today do because there's so much pressure on young moms, especially eke out every single solitary second and enjoy it, doggone it. Enjoy it because you only have 18 years. You only have 17 summers with your kids at home and it goes by so fast. And yes, all of those things are true. But the reality is God gives us our children not for just a a short time, but for a lifetime, Lord willing. And this mom said to her daughter, when her daughter said, how did you navigate just knowing that you only had me home for a couple of years and I was going to grow up and all these things and I just had 18, 18 summers. And her mom looked at her and said, how old are you? And her daughter said, I'm a 32. And her mom said, I still have you. I still have you. And I thought, yes. That's the right attitude. I love it. That's the right attitude. So uh, we have our kids, hopefully, for the rest of our lives. And what we don't want to do is blow up our relationship with them over uh, over the holidays or over anything, for that matter, especially things that are temporal, but we sometimes put too much uh, emphasis on. So I'm going to give you today some do's and don'ts of having healthy relationships with your adult kids. And I'm here to tell you, I'm not coming at this. Most of my kids are grown now. So Jay and I have seven children. And six of our seven children are adults. And so a lot of this stuff is difficult to navigate. So I'm not going to come here and pretend to be the sage that has it all together, but I am going to help you navigate some of these issues because I believe that we can do a better job than we're doing. Uh, Certainly, we don't want to uh, pretend like, you know, these are not difficult things and I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I have it all together. But there are some principles that I think if we put into place, uh, they yield the peaceful fruit of righteousness. And that's really where I want to spend my focus today, because I know that 
as our kids get older and the dynamics change and our children marry into an entirely different family who also has traditions that they want to keep their son or daughter involved in, even though they've married your son or daughter, we need to be respectful of those traditions as well. Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9 is one of my favorite passages in the Bible. This is the Apostle Paul saying, he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. In other words, his strength is found in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses. Why? So that the power of Christ might rest on me. Women and men today need to remember that God's strength is actually found in weakness. And sometimes that weakness is simply not knowing how to navigate a relationship with a, with a child who's no longer a child. But God wants to give you the grace that you need to navigate this these relationships and come out on the other side stronger than when you went in. Uh, I also wanted to remind you of Ephesians chapter 6, verses 2 and 3. It says, Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you might enjoy long life on the earth. So as Uh, someone who has several children married now, part of my role is to help my adult children honor the parents of of their spouses. This is a biblical command. Notice that the Bible says, honor your father and mother. It doesn't say just honor them when you're growing up. We are to honor our parents throughout their lives. And uh, it doesn't mean, and this is a really important caveat because I've talked about this on the show a lot, and I'm not going to get stuck on it today because it's not what I want to talk about. But honoring someone does not mean that you have to be in relationship with them. And oftentimes, you know, I will talk to young mothers who had terrible relationships with their own mothers, and they're still in this really uh, destructive cycle of passive aggressive behavior. And somehow they believe that that is what honors God, that they would stay in that passive aggressive relationship or in that cycle of relational abuse, and that simply isn't the case. But there are things that we can do and things that we shouldn't do to foster healthy relationships with our children. So let's start out with the do's. The first thing to remember is as your children grow up and leave your home, you are no longer their active parent. You become a mentor uh, or a coach, someone who hopefully your kids are going to want to come to you because they know that you will always have their best interest at heart. They might come to you for advice. They might come to you and say, hey, mom, here's the situation I'm dealing with at work. Or dad, what do you think about this girl that I'm dating? Or whatever it is. We want to transition into being a mentor and a coach in the lives of our kids. And this doesn't stop uh, just because it's the holidays, all right, or just because uh, you know your children have gone off to uh, to college, or maybe they're married into another family, we are still to be mentors and coaches, and certainly spiritual mentors to our kids. And the relationship that they enter into, particularly the marriage relationship. Uh, so three of our kids are married now, and my husband and I pray for them every day, and their spouses and our grandchildren by name. Because those relationships that they enter into need to work for them, not for us. They need to work for them. We want those relationships and those marriages that they have entered into these covenant relationships to last a lifetime. And so part of the way that we do that is by recognizing that the relationship belongs to them and it's not ours. And so that might mean that they have different traditions that they want to do at Christmas time. 
And maybe it's something that we didn't do as a family, but they want to do. And so we want to encourage them in those things as they um, begin to separate from you and to create their own new family. These, these new families, by the way, should be a blessing to you and an encouragement to watch your children training their children in the ways of the Lord. And it's really important when we're talking about you know, the holidays and, and, you know, whether we're eating out with our kids or they're coming over for Christmas dinner or whatever it is, we always want to encourage financial independence with our children. In other words, we're asking our kids to participate. So are you renting a house, for example, that, so that's something that we just did. Our whole family rented an Airbnb. Most of us, uh, one of our kids wasn't able to come because of uh, his work schedule, but most of our family got, went to a wonderful little cabin in the woods uh, for the Thanksgiving holiday. This is when we pick out our Christmas tree. And we picked out a, a, a house on Airbnb, sent it sort of to the family chat and said, hey, you know, uh, dad and I are willing to contribute X amount of dollars. This would leave this amount of money left over. How many of you would be willing to uh, to invest in this with us? And that gives some sense of financial responsibility and also a participation in what your family is doing. Uh, it's really, I think it's really important if, you know, giving gifts to our children, of course, we want to do that, but we also want to encourage financial independence in our children. And so when you have a big family get together, in other words, everybody should be bringing something. If you have adult children, encourage them to bring something. What is their favorite appetizer? What would they like to uh, to provide that everyone can share for Thanksgiving dinner? Maybe you provide the turkey and your children bring side dishes, or you provide the turkey and some drinks and your children bring uh, the the tableware or whatever it is. Maybe you have, you know, one of my favorite things to do, which of course is paper plates. And so maybe you have a, one of your adult kids bring the paper plates that year, but encourage financial independence and it helps them know that you see them as a separate individual adult and we want to treat them that way. It's important to remember that healthy boundaries are required to have a healthy relationship. And this requires communication. Communication is where we usually get tripped up. So what do I mean by that? I mean, you need to be able to, before you get emotional, you need to be able to say, here's what I would like to do. What do you think? And here are my expectations. What are your expectations? So that we're so that we're on the same page and you're listening to them and they're listening to you. And I think sometimes this is where we really, really get messed up. Um, you know, maybe our expectations are too high for for that um, for that time that we spent away from home, or maybe we had an expectation that wasn't met at Christmas, and then there's a letdown, and then we begin this cycle of passive aggressive behavior, and really all it does is make your adult kids not want to hang out with you. And I don't know about you guys, but that's not the kind of relationship I want to have with my kids. It's important to remember that my adult kids, your adult kids, our kids as they grow up are going to start their own families with their own traditions. And our job as their parents is to support them in it. And uh, and if if they invite us over, then great, more is the better. I, I love uh, that our kids invite us over after church for their after church suppers or whatever it is that they're doing. If Jay and I have the opportunity and the time on our calendar, we are going to spend that time with our kids as it becomes available. We are living in troubling times, and I believe that our kids need a solid moral foundation that starts at home. Kids need their parents and grandparents to be their source for truth in these confusing times. 
And with a little intentionality, you can make a huge difference in the lives of the little ones God has placed in your life. Brave Books can help, and it's a perfect gift going into Christmas. The books included in their family subscription will bring your whole family together. You'll get a new book delivered every month that teaches the important topics of critical race theory, the Second Amendment, and family. The books come with corresponding family activities and lessons that your family can use as a theme throughout your home all month long. Brave books are books your kids will love, and you'll be happy to read them over and over, which is exactly what happens with kids when they love the books you're reading. Go to bravebooks.com right now and use the code Heidi for 20% off your Brave Books family subscription. That's bravebooks.com coupon code Heidi. So this is where it's important, I think, to come up with some fun things that you guys can do together. And so what do you guys like to do? I have been now for several months just inviting my kids over on Sundays after church. Um, and usually I try to start the meal around 4.30 or 5 so it doesn't get to be too late in the evening because some of them have kids that need to go to bed. But it gives me an opportunity to do something I love to do, which is make a meal and something that I, my kids hopefully love to do, which is eat the food I make. And it gives us a chance to reconnect as a family. Maybe that can't happen every week. Maybe it can only happen, you know, every other week if you've got kids in the area. If your kids are not in the area, maybe it's committing to that, hey, you know, uh, this time every week I'm going to try to make a phone call and we're going to touch base with our kids. How was your week? Tell me what's going on. How can I pray for you in the week to come? So be creative about what it looks like to um maintain that open communication with your kids. And then this is really important. Plan ahead if you can for the holidays. Plan ahead for some extended family fun. So we have actually, with the, with our daughter for sure, with Savannah, we sort of hit the jackpot with her because her in-laws uh, don't have any other children in the area. And so we really just absorbed them into our family, which frankly has made life a lot easier for our daughter Savannah and her husband, because his family just comes wherever our family goes. And we love that. We've loved to have them over. Whenever we can have uh, the in-laws, our kids' in-laws over, we want to do that to foster those relationships. Because after all, uh, Lord willing, you guys are going to share grandchildren. What an amazing thing. And so if you have something that you want to do that is simply for your family, see if you can plan ahead in advance. And we want to be respectful of our kids' calendars. I'm looking at this date. Does it work for you? And then uh, and then don't be married to the celebration date, okay? Whether it's a birthday or uh, the Christmas day or Thanksgiving day or New Year's day or whatever it is, try not to be married to the date and then be offended when it doesn't work for somebody. Uh, we had a family friend growing up who uh, every year they, they traded – they traded holidays. So one year the family would, everybody would come to mom and dad's for Christmas. And one year everybody would come for Thanksgiving. But I'm telling you what, even that gets difficult. If you've got more children, you really have to, uh, you have to think about these things. You have to plan them in advance. And so maybe be thinking about it. If everybody cannot come over on Christmas day, maybe you do a Christmas Eve celebration, or maybe you do the day after. Personally, I think after Christmas is sort of at that point, it's almost like it's wrecked. I don't know why I feel that way, but I do. I would so much rather have Christmas Day, you know, a couple of days before Christmas or even on Christmas Eve if I have to. Uh, but I've, I don't really want to do it after Christmas because it feels really anticlimactic to me. But if I had to, I would. And I think the main thing is we want to keep in perspective. We're trying to deal with lots of people's different 
schedules and different commitments for extended family members. So it's really important. Uh, and then I'm going to give you a couple of don'ts. All right. Here's, here's the, my number one don't, don't make your kids feel bad for not coming. Uh, we, we want, I want my kids to want to come to my house. I don't want it, them to come out of guilt or come out of, you know, oh gosh, I have to go to mom's house. Now, obviously if it happens over and over again and they never come to anything, that's probably time to sit down and say, Hey, is there some, is there a reason why you guys are never able to make it for family get togethers or whatever that is? Because as I'm always telling my children, you get out of relationships, what you put into them. And we want to invest into the lives of the people that are that God has put in our jurisdiction, in our direct and immediate care and responsibility. And those are our children and our grandchildren. And so we want to make every effort to do that. But we really, you guys, don't be passive aggressive with your kids. Say what you mean. Mean what you say. Say it in love. Let them know that you love them. And then don't make your kids feel bad for coming. If something doesn't work out, say, oh, man, that's such a bummer. We're really going to miss you. I'll, I'll send you some leftovers or whatever it is. Uh, but we want our kids to want to come. We don't want to guilt them into coming. Uh, the next don't is don't give unsolicited advice. Now, if you're Heidi St. John, this is really hard for you. <laughs> it's really hard. I have I have bit my tongue until it bleeds before because I was like, nope, 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 nope. Uh, there's a really great book out there called um, Living with Adult Kids. Basically, they said, you know, keep your mouth shut and the welcome mat welcome mat out. And uh, I love that. I love that. And it's not that we want to be trampled on by our kids, but I think it's just recognizing that our kids are adults and they have lives of their own. And I want my kids to want my advice. And so I'm always ready, hopefully with a listening ear and to say, hey, what's on your mind? Uh, but you know, unless they're absolutely blowing it, and there is a time for unsolicited advice, but if, you know, just because you don't like the way that they're, you know, that they're having their kids eat their vegetables or whatever it is, you know, you might have a disagreement about the way they've chosen to file their taxes or whatever, uh, unless they're sinning in an outright sin or injuring somebody uh, or, you know, or the relationship is so fragile that it's at a breaking point and you have to say something, uh, I would keep that unsolicited advice to yourself. And sometimes it's just like, Lord, at, you know, show me. Is this an important thing? Is this something I should be talking to with my adult children? Or is this something that I can work out in the quietness of my own heart and let you do, God, what only you can do? Uh, next don't is, and Melissa gave this one to me. She said, you know, really important, don't guilt your kids for growing up. You know, ding, ding, ding. When we, uh, when our kids grow up and leave our home, or when they grow up and maybe they're still living at home, but they're, you know, they're doing their own thing. They got their own lives, their own families, their own jobs, whatever. We don't want to guilt our kids for doing exactly what God created them to do, right? We want to encourage them in it. And I, I realize that a lot of this comes not because we don't love our kids and don't want them to grow up, but because we're grieving the how quickly the time went by and we loved having our kids at home. And it is hard. The, the transition from having a, a house full of children, especially if you're a homeschooler, uh, is a difficult one. It can be a very difficult transition. I'm actually going to come back uh, at another podcast, maybe even tomorrow, and talk about some help for those of you who are coming to the end of your parenting years and you're coming into the, the empty nest years. And believe me when I say, if you're a young parent listening to this, um, this advice will really encourage and help you because some of the advice that was given to me when my children were little is paying huge dividends today as most of my children are grown. So don't guilt your kids for growing up. 
Uh, Don't be passive aggressive. Say what you mean and learn to communicate in a healthy way. In other words, if you've got something that's burdening you, maybe you could say, hey, can I meet you for coffee? And you say, you know, hey, you might say to your your child, hey, maybe it's just me and you can tell me if I'm being over emotional. I'm feeling this way. Can you help me sort of navigate through it? Um, I want to be sure that I am loving you in a way that you actually feel loved and not that you feel guilty for, you know, uh, not coming to my house as often as I'd like you to or whatever it is. I think the same thing is true when your kids go to college. We want to keep a very tight connection with our children. That's the connection that God gave us. The connection is for life. And there are lots of ways to stay in touch with our children and to encourage them in following the path that God has for them. Because remember, sometimes our dreams for our children are not God's plan for our children, and we need to be able to let those things go. And so enjoy your kids. Don't be married to the dates of you know December 25th or January 1 or whatever it is, uh, even birthdays. I'm going to go back to that because I think it's really important. There's so much wrangling that happens uh, over those dates. And if your kids can't make it, and most everybody can make it on a different day, we want to do what works for the family. That's the goal. And so uh, I think it's really important as you guys uh, enter into yet another holiday season to sort of keep these things at the forefront of your mind so that you can have healthy relationships with your kids. Uh, Finally, and I know you guys knew I was going to end on this, love, love, love your children through the power of praying for them. There is so much power in prayer. God honors prayer. The Bible says if you lack wisdom, ask it from God and he'll give it to you. So if you're not sure how to navigate these things, ask the Lord and he will show you exactly what you need to do. And I'm hoping that as you uh, as you move forward in these years with your kids, that you're setting a tone for them to want to come home. I mean, that's what we want at the end of the day, right? We want our kids to want to be with us. And uh, we want to love our children in a way that says, no matter what you do, no matter if you move to Connecticut next year, I will always be connected with you. I will always be in your corner. I will always be rooting for you. You are my son or my daughter who I love. And I feel privileged to be your mother or privileged to be your father. That's the message that we want to send to our children, no matter if it's the holidays or throughout the year, because navigating relationships with our adult children doesn't have to be difficult. Change is inevitable and it is difficult, but God said he will navigate it with us if we will simply come to him in prayer. Take it before the Lord, you guys, and ask the Lord, how do I do this thing with my adult children? And he will show you because we want to be a place that our kids want to come home to, not that they feel guilty if they don't come home. I hope that makes sense. I hope you guys are encouraged by that. I would love to hear from you. If you have a question that you'd like to have addressed here at the show, just go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash Mailbox Monday. We take a lot of your show ideas from the questions that you send into us. So sometimes rather than just answer a question in Mailbox Monday, I will make an entire episode out of it like I did with this one today. And so reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. HeidiStJohn.com forward slash Mailbox Monday. I want to let you guys know about something to put on your calendar if you're in the Pacific Northwest. My friend Ken Ham, the CEO and founders of Answers in Genesis, is going to be speaking with me at a mini conference that we are calling Raising Godly Generations to Face the Secular Giants. That is being held on January 6th at Word of Grace Bible Church in my little hometown 
of Battleground Washington. So I'm excited about that. You guys come out. You don't need to register in advance. We just want you to show up for it. And I have a feeling that that's going to be a very full event. So please put it on your calendar. Bring your kids to it. Raising Godly Generations to Face the Secular Giants. Ken Ham will be speaking uh, for that event along with yours truly. And we cannot wait to see you on January the 6th at Word of Grace Bible Church in Battleground, Washington. I'm going to be speaking this weekend for my dear friends, uh, Rob and Michelle McCoy, at the Women's Tea at Godspeak Calvary Chapel in Thousand Oaks. So if you're there this weekend, come on out and say hello to me. I would love to hug your neck, and hopefully we're going to be encouraging each other as we open up this beautiful time of the year. Uh, We love you guys. Thank you for shopping for uh, your Christmas gifts at my shop. You can go to HeidiStJohnShop.com or just HeidiStJohn.com and check out all the cool Christmas merchandise we have there right now. Don't forget, I have a brand new book out and it's a great time to stock up on the merchandise that you guys can wear throughout the year. We have sweatshirts and t-shirts and all kinds of fun things. So we hope you guys will check that out and rep for us here at the Off the Bench podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you for listening. And I I'll see you right back here again tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture.